What happens when farms lose water, don't have access to water? Hmm. Well, I think everybody knows, well, they can't put water on their crops to grow food. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Well, yes, absolutely that's true. And that is a huge deal. But there are a lot of other things that can happen as well. And a lot of those things start to happen long before the actual water supply is lost. Welcome back to The Farming Show. On your Saturday morning, Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Glad uh, you're here this morning. Uh, You may know, because of what we've been talking about a lot on the program in recent months, you may know what I'm, I'm referring to here when I talk about what happens if farms don't have access to reliable, you know, consistent access to water? They don't know what to expect or what to plan on. It all has to do with this state plan here in Washington State, the State Department of Ecology, uh, planning to do what's known as an adjudication. That's the word that's been thrown around. A lot of people, including myself, struggling. What the heck really is this adjudication thing? And the state's plan to come in here and in their way totally the wrong way, in my opinion, quote-unquote, solve our water issues. And we certainly do have water issues here in Whatcom County, even though I wouldn't argue it's necessarily an issue at all of not having enough water. It's about when we have water and what the legalities are and, and getting all of this mess that we have right now ironed out. We have some history to look to, though. Uh, as far as what could be at stake here for the local farming community, if and when we end up in a scenario where, well, like I just mentioned, not even uh, farmers don't, don't even have to lose water, but if if there's not the certainty anymore that they would have water to keep doing what they're doing, things already start to crumble for these local family farms. Jay Gordon with the Washington State Dairy Federation is with me this morning. Jay, welcome to the program. And you have been around farming for a long, long time. We talked with you a while back here on the program actually about kind of some new farming, hemp. Uh, I've been playing around with some hemp, but you have a, a lot of background in crop farming and dairy farming, etc. And you've been also involved in on the policy side of things and working with folks in Olympia and, uh, you know, helping farmers keep doing what they're doing, um, particularly with your work with the, the State Dairy Federation. Looking back, there was a time in a different circumstance, a different scenario where farmers in this state were facing the loss of access to water. Uh, in this case, to water their animals. Explain what the history was there of that and, and, and how that all went down. So, hey, thanks, Dylan. Um, so the history of the stock water situation was that when the water code was written uh, around 1947, the legislature granted an exemption from water rights for four things. It said you need a water right, you need a water permit to, to use water except for you have a right to 5,000 gallons for domestic purposes, 5,000, 5,000 gallons for industrial purposes, comma, stock watering purposes, and 
half-acre non-commercial gardens and lawns. That's the exemption that was written into the water code in uh, about 1947, I believe. And it might seem kind of heady, but boy, howdy, have we hashed through one of those exemptions, um, especially up here locally, but I know all over the state, in the wake of, of the Hearst case, quote-unquote, uh, a few years ago, and the exemption for homes, right, and, yes. and these domestic yes. wells. But a lot of people are less familiar probably with these other exemptions that you list here, but they're kind of in that same category. And, and one of them, like you mentioned, is to be able to, you know, be exempt from from getting a, a what a water right or a permit to supply water to your animals. That's correct. So that at one point was in question. It was. So in, in about 1998-1999, Department of Ecology staff re read that section of water, and instead of reading commas in there, they read periods in there, and they determined that stock water was limited by the 5,000 gallons that was associated with both industrial and domestic. Mm. And in 2000, sent letters, started sending letters to producers, in, especially in the Snohomish County area, saying, we have a new interpretation. We think stock water is limited to 5,000 gallons. It's not, it's, it's, it's conditioned on this 5,000 gallons. Please cease and desist from having more animals on your farm. So we went, uh, we, we begged and pleaded and asked lawyers, and they said, no, there's commas in there. It's, it's limited to livestock, but it's not limited by gallons. Uh, it's not limited by acres, it's limited to livestock purposes. And the English language should not be tortured to make it say what you want it to say. And uh, and we actually got Attorney General McKenna to review the statute, and he wrote an opinion saying, I think it's limited to livestock, but not by gallons. And that was then litigated about 2003, 2004, uh, by some environmental groups against a, a feedlot in eastern Washington, the Easter Day family. Mm. And I can go on if you'd like. Well, what what started to happen, I guess, is the important part during that time. Yeah, the legal process was, you could tell the intent of the law was never to restrict farms from being able, you know, you can't have too many animals and use over 5,000 gallons of water for, the point is you're raising animals and they need to be watered. I think the intent in the law was clear, and it sounds like that was borne out over the years of this making its way through the court. But during that time, yep. when ecology had this up in the air and was threatening this different interpretation and enforcement based on it and cease and desist orders and things like that, what happens to those farms? So what happens, which is, which is why this is an important discussion for adjudication, it was the uncertainty of the water right, whether it's an exempt right or a permitted right, doesn't matter. That uncertainty, especially once it entered the court system, again, we had gotten an attorney general from opinion out of uh, the AG's office under Rob McKenna that said, no, the, the statute reads this way. But instead, it got thrown into the court system, and the court took its time to make a ruling over the course of about two to three years. During that time, the uncertainty created the, a more tangible problem was the, the, the lenders that um, one in particular large bank that did a lot of lending into the dairy industry in, in the early mid-2000s, um, and I know other bankers looked and said, we don't know how to value your assets now because we don't know if you have enough water for your hmm. cows or not. 
And so we're not going to loan until we can value your assets. We, we just, we can't, until the court makes a decision, we don't know if you have water or not. Yikes. Um, so suddenly and, you can't get financing. Yeah. And, and the banks, I don't recall that any of the banks pulled their financing. They just said, we're not writing new loans now. We're not going out any further. And in fact, one of these banks said, you know, we lend in, in all the Western states, except for the next, until this is resolved, and it was about two years, we're just not lending and making new loans in Washington state. Wow. Because Ecology said, hmm, uh, maybe we aren't going to let you uh, water your animals. The dominoes basically started to fall to that point. Well, and it, wasn't a it wasn't Ecology. It was the court system. Okay, ecology, yeah. ecology had originally said, we think it's limited. The attorney general's office said, no, we, don't, we think it's limited to livestock, but not by gallons. Dire Jay Manning was the director of Ecology at the time, and he said... The attorney general's office is my attorney, and their opinion is this, and I will agree with that because mm. they're my attorney. And so actually, Director Manning uh, cited and said, nope, attorney general's office said that the statute's clear, right. livestock water is valid. I'll stay with that. It was once the, once the environmental groups put this into the legal system that that uncertainty reared its head because now you have courts and judges are going to weigh in and you don't know what their answer is going to be. And that is very pertinent to this adjudication uh, proposition that the state has here because that's all about litigation. And, yep. and that is a finer point that, yeah, that I'm glad that you put that on here, um, that once things go into court – and they're up in the air and being litigated, and it always takes years. In the case of an adjudication, it's going to take decades. We know that. That's when things like banks are like, I'm out. Uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen next with your business. Things are up in the air. Uh, not a good bet for us. Too much risk. See ya. Um, yep. that is scary stuff. I guess another thing, and by the way, we're talking with Jay Gordon right now with the Washington State Dairy Federation here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop, and this is The Farming Show. We should um, explain why financing is so important, too, because I think to a lot of people, uh, you know, those of us around farming know that financing makes or breaks you. Um, you should explain, if you can, briefly why that is so crucial to the ongoing day-to-day -day operation of a farm in our current times. Well, I'm going to, if I can, Dylan, I'm going to break sure. it into t two categories. Certainly ongoing and new financing, which is what, what we didn't, what the banks stopped providing for a couple of years in the Stockwater case that I just outlined. And, and obviously, you know, farms need to continue update machinery, add equipment, buy land, buy whatever, you know, operating loans to real estate, to machinery. Um, you need that, that ongoing source of ongoing financing. But, mm -hmm. but remember, this uncertainty creates a question of what your land is. Is it irrigated or is it dry land or is it sometimes irrigated and then interrupted? Um, and again, that uncertainty now means that if you go to a bank for refinancing or, or even just ongoing financing, they're going to say, well, we need an appraisal. Hmm. The appraiser can't, right off the bat during the adjudication, the appraiser says, I don't know what the outcome of the process is going to be, so I can't value your land on whether it's irrigated, not irrigated, or interruptible irrigated. And then even if you get to the end of the process and they say, well, you have a valid water right, but it's interruptible, now you have a different water right. 
and you know, in your dry years, when a farmer needs water for their crops, is the in-stream flow going to be too low? And now your water right is conditioned and interruptible. And again, how does a, an appraiser or a bank value your land? And you have a lot less land value, then suddenly you can't get the financing you need to be able to continue on a day-to-day basis in some cases with operating loans. And I think that's something, you know, a lot of people are familiar with financing, particularly, I mean, the average person experiences that what primarily with a home and a mortgage uh, and, and buying a vehicle Um, for those are the primary places where the average American deals with financing. It's a totally different ball game in farming uh, and a lot of other business as well, where with operating loans, and you know capital um, needs that that can be financed all the all these things that are, are necessary to keep a business rolling through ups and downs um, you don't have the value to borrow against suddenly you've got no ability to borrow you don't have an operation pretty soon I mean you you go out of business and this is before the waters ever shut off yeah so here here'd be a real scary scenario is let's use your house example Let's say it was appraised at five hundred thousand, and you have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage. Well, if 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 in the in this example, if your land has water that made it irrigated agriculture and it's worth twenty thousand dollars an acre, and suddenly it loses or has conditions on that water, and now it's only worth five thousand an acre. If you have a ten thousand dollar mortgage on five thousand dollar acre land, your bank is upside down by double, yeah. and they're going to want you to repay that. It's not a matter of getting new financing. It's a matter of, we don't know what your land's worth. We're going to set it at worst case scenario. And we have this uncertainty for 10 or 20 years. And maybe it'll get resolved and maybe it won't, or maybe it'll be resolved badly, but we're going to reduce our exposure and you need to repay us. We're not talking new loans. We're talking repay some equity to cover so the bank isn't underwater yep. on an equity well, position. Yeah, we're talking about forcing by, by um, plunging water and water rights in the whole community into litigation via an adjudication process requested by the State Department of Ecology. We're talking about forcing a 2009-type situation on farmers. Uh, <laughs> for people who remember what went down with the housing market crisis and being underwater in home values well suddenly a lot of our family farms here in this state could be in that or in in whatcom county i should say in this adjudication scenario could be underwater um with no you know value to back up what they have leveraged and they're in big trouble and again this is before any sort of decision is made way down the road on who gets what water and whether things work out or not. That's what I've been hearing, Jay. And we're, we're talking with Jay Gordon with the uh, Washington State Dairy Federation. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, just wait at the you know this whole adjudication thing. Just let it play out. It'll take a long time. And, you know, at the end of it, it may not be as bad as you think. You know, it's, it's not going to be as bad as what you're... And I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not even what we're talking about here. Yes, we're very concerned about what could end up at the end of this whole thing. But the problems start way, way before that. The process creates uncertainty, and it's the uncertainty that creates the problem. It's, it's, it's a... It's it, and you know and there's other alternatives and I'm not going to get into those. You've got other folks that are smarter on alternatives, but in this case, that uncertainty of not knowing is what you know in our in our previous experience with Stockwater, the uncertainty created the problem. 
and the process created the uncertainty. And then how long that uncertainty lasts is, you know, anybody's guess. What do you see happening to farming here in Whatcom County if the state moves forward with this, this basic, basically this lawsuit against all water users in, in the county? Well, so my concern, obviously, is if the banks and, and you know, they're not going to, just like in the housing crisis, they're not going to hold mortgage to, to, you know, double the debt on an asset. Hmm. They can't do that. Yeah. And so you go to a farmer and you say, I really need you to replug some equity money back in here. Certainly one way for farmers to do that is, you, you know, it's not like cash flow in agriculture right now is great. And we've got lots of extra money <laughs> laying around to go repay a half a half a million dollar mortgage on a farm or something. Right. So the next viable option is what do I got for assets to sell mm-hmm. to raise the cash? And I know we talked to a couple folks that had looked at 10 mile and, and fish trap creek drainage and an analysis of the parcel size in those basins was running at 7.1 acres per parcel already. Mm. Well, if you're a farmer and you've got a couple parcels that you can split off and sell or not mm. split off, they're already split off. I, I'm very concerned. One of the coolest, neatest, just a gorgeous place to farm, wonderful soils, lovely view that you end up really driving a, a massive wave of development from Bellingham to Blaine. And, and you know. And that, uh, is, that is the thing that people think, and, and, and when I say we, I'm talking about Whatcom Family Farmers, where I work, the advocacy work I do here for the local family farming community. They think we're blowing smoke when we say that a process like adjudication is going to ramp up development of rural and agricultural lands like you've never seen. They, they think that's hyperbole, but you're explaining the mechanism that forces that. It's not just that farmers say, well, we don't have water, so what else are we going to do? I guess we'll develop our property. No, it's because they can't get financing and they need some money to pay things off right now. And they have very few choices of what to do. And their land isn't valuable for farming anymore. And they don't have options for what it's valuable for, except for that development. So their back suddenly is against the wall. Even, and you know, a lot of people say, well, those farmers, why would they do that? They just need to keep farming and and protect that land, you know, and, and they would look down on them for, you know, selling for development. Well, you may be talking about people who have literally have no other choice and wouldn't want to do that, wouldn't want to see their land developed, but because of their financial situation, have no other choice. No choice. Yeah. Oh, it's. it's I mean, I'm, my family's farmed our ground 148 years. I don't. I'd love to see it go another one or two, three generations. It's what we've done for 150 years almost. Yeah. Most farmers. That's. Having a housing development next door to you or selling yeah. a piece of property, it's like selling your right arm. It's, yeah. it's, worst, it's not worst what case, you want to do. Worst case scenario. But if it keeps you out of bankruptcy, uh, <laughs> then maybe, you know, some people may be forced into that awful decision. It's either I go bankrupt and don't pay the people I owe and really create a fiasco. Or I have to somehow make, you know, realize some value out of my property. And so I have to do that by, by selling. Well, or if the, I mean, you know, we saw this in the eighties with high interest rates, the bank takes back the farm. And then what does the bank do? They're now upside down. And so instead of the farmer selling it for development, the bank sells it for development. Because yeah. So even under the, even under that bankruptcy scenario, it still might happen. Yeah. Cause they don't have any choice. It, it just, 
the, 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 the cascade of events that this starts, and it starts with the uncertainty. And again, we've seen this before, not on a big a scale as this. Well, it was statewide with the Stockwater, but yeah. you know, it for for folks in Whatcom, this is this is a cavalcade that yeah. once you start that waterfall, can you stop it? Certainly can't undo undo housing development twenty years no. from now and say, just kidding, we want farmland back. Pa- no, pavement too- is forever. Interesting to see in Seattle Times today, new study out showing how um, dust from tires, it's the urban pollution that we worry about, that is what they're saying is a big killer of salmon. Well, we could get into all of that as well right now, but we're out of time. Jay Gordon with the Washington State Dairy Federation. I appreciate your perspective on this. Uh, Jay, and it is a very scary uh, future that we face with this proposal out there. If people are interested, want to learn more about what we're talking about, fishneedfarms.org is the website. Fishneedfarms.org. Check it out. It lays out the story. Um, and, you know, there's kind of a quick read version. And then if you want to dig deep, there is a lot of deep detail there uh, as well. Jay Gordon uh, with the Dairy Federation, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it.